So today, Sterling, I want to uh, read all my scriptures today from the King James Version. I don't want to be dilly and dally. You know, when you were, uh, you know a little bit about the Bible, you know that King James translated everything he saw. Okay, because they were not, they were not, they were not scholars. They were simply learned men who were trying to translate what they saw. They were employed by the king to translate what they saw in the Greek into English. So the King James Version, but you know, NIV and those things. I'm not saying, you know, I, 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 I grew up in the Lord reading NIV, powerful version. But you can see that with the NIV, they try to make the Bible, the Bible. You know, they will make it that way. But the guys who translated King James, they simply wrote what they saw. You understand that? So, when I'm teaching on doctrine, I want to use King James. When I want to do something a little technical, I want to do King James. Because as I'm teaching, you realize that in King James, it is totally absent in the NIV. You know, there are some verses which are in King James, they are totally absent. And yes, they are kind, but the meaning is different. They are, it's not there at all. You understand that? So when I'm teaching on doctrine, I prefer the King James. Are we ready to move? Are you sure? But your men now, if you sleep today, you are in trouble. It means that the devil's in your house after you. It means that uh, even if you fast for one solid year, the devils will not leave you. If you manage to sleep during this service, said, I'm of God. Anybody that comes to your church and sleep, it means that there is a special demon in that needs to be cast out. That demon needs special attention. Are we together? That's right. Today, I want to talk to you about something very simple. We are still talking on faith. Look at somebody say faith. We've spoken a little bit about faith. Today, I want to talk about the dynamics, okay? The dynamics, how to understand, understanding faith. That was what I wrote for my, for my topic, understanding faith. Hello, you. Okay, so I see Sister Albert, Sister Sylvia Nedoba, the floor saying, Mary, 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 how are you? Do you believe in God? Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry, Mary. You are Catholic. Oh, you are Catholic. That means that what I'm about to do is strange. Let me finish. By the time I finish, your faith will be built up so that we do the strange things. Is it powerful? That's right. Let's continue. Can we continue? That's right. <coughs> understanding faith. Please don't sleep. If you sleep, look at someone say, understanding faith. Do you know that there are many in the body that think that I'm talking to when I'm preaching on, on some of these things. I don't want to. Maybe you read some portions of scripture, but let's, let's flow. There are many in the body, Sarubin, are we together? They think that uh, when it comes to faith, Osofuebo probably has more faith than Madame Tepo. Is that not our general understanding? That's right. Actually, this man is a wonderful man of faith. Actually, this guy, he has faith too. And, 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 and it's, it's a good thing, okay? You know, but the truth of the matter is that nobody has more faith than you do. So, for instance, I'm sure Madam Tipu will be asking us, what you are saying there is not true. 
because I know that you have more faith than because I know I have more faith than Madame Tipo. Amen. That's right. Now, but the reality of the matter, listen to me. The reality of the matter is that faith is not like it's not like in our spirit we have some faith containers. So that global faith is here, and Enes faith is there, and Madame Tipu's faith is here. It's not like that. Nobody has more than the other. Now, are we together? So that whatever, listen to me carefully, whatever I call faith at work in another person, which I feel I can't do, is not as a result of him having more. When all of us got born again, all of us received what Paul calls the measure of faith. The measure of faith. So that yet they encounter and yet they say faith in Nibia. God will just take one measure. He will measure it for Woba. He will measure the same for global. He will measure the same for flexi. He will measure the same for tipo. We call it the measure of it. So that it is impossible. Say impossible. For another man to say. So Romans 12, 3. Let's look at some things that Paul is saying. Let's read it carefully and understand what the Bible is saying. Romans, the chapter number 12. And the verse number three. I want us to read it carefully. Look at this. He said that for I say. Through the grace given unto me. To every man who is amongst you. Not to think of himself. Say the measure. According as God has dealt to every man. There. When we say there. There is a definite article. It is pointing to something. And I mean what? The boy. The girl. There. Boy, when I say the man, I'm referring to a certain man. When I say a man, I am talking about every man. Is it not true? But he said the measure. That means that he's talking about something definite. God has given unto every man the measure of faith. When you look, when you put it even in context, in the whole thing that Paul is saying, Paul is saying that flex, you don't think of yourself highly more than you ought to. He said, I say unto you, according to the grace given unto me, to every Everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt unto every man the measure. So that global, if today you can prophesy, it is not because you are better. Don't think more highly, because God has dealt to every man the same measure of it. Now, you understand that? So somebody is not here, and another man is not here. All of us have received the same measure of faith. So when we came into God, God dealt unto all of us the same measure. Now, in fact, everybody has faith, whether you, you believe God or you don't believe God. Just that faith comes in classes. There is the natural faith and there is the spiritual faith. The spiritual faith is what I'm talking You know, everybody has natural faith. When Mr. Rubin enters a car, he doesn't know the driver. He doesn't know whether the car has been to maintenance, but he has faith that it will get him to his workplace. Hello? Oh, come on, hello? That's right. So we call that one natural faith. When you came to the church, you didn't think that 
Into your house now, so I'll be sure for no. When you come, you don't even inspect the chair. When you come, you simply do what? Sit on the chair. We call it natural fit. When you enter the aeroplane, you don't know, you don't trust the pilot, but you still sit in it and, and know that you get to your destination. We call it what? Natural. Now, are we together? When Oba goes to buy watchy, she doesn't know the woman that sells the watchy. So, come along, so. Say, mama, no. Oh, yeah, they are new. Excuse me to say, or to think there's your woman so better. She doesn't know, but he trusts that. Are we together? Oh, are we together? We call it natural what? Faith. But spiritual faith is the other one. Where we believe in things we do not see. For instance, yet hey, nobody has seen Jesus before. Don't be over spiritual. I haven't seen him before. You haven't seen him anywhere before. <laughs> okay, okay. Apart from the, the Ekobe prophet. <laughs> Ekobe. Hallelujah. That's right. Nobody has been to heaven before. Anna, have, have you been to hell before? But we believe that there is heaven and what? Hell. So we call that one another kind of faith. When we got up one day, somebody prayed to us and said, you are a sinner, you need a savior. And you accepted that, okay, I'm a sinner, I need a savior. And that man died 2,000 years ago. We call it spiritual faith. It, is, it doesn't happen naturally. It is what? Spiritual. Now, are we together? Come on, are we together? Hey, don't sleep. Oh. Are we together? Are we learning something? That's right. So, <clears throat> listen. So that whatever is available, I love the way uh, 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 Paul puts it. Think soberly. Because everyone has received the measure of it. That means that the same faith that was at work in Paul. Listen to me. I'm not talking about the same grace. I'm talking about the same what? Faith. Let's differentiate the two. The same faith that was at work in Paul. When he was going around casting out devils. And doing all the signs and wonders. The same faith exists in us. He didn't get more than we did. Now, are you understanding me? The same faith. I like what Paul said in 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. Look at what Peter said. He said, we have received like precious faith. The faith that I, Peter, I received. That is the same faith you receive. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. There is a reason why any time they are talking about this, they introduce themselves by the grace on their lives. When Paul was telling the church in Rome, he said that I say unto you, as do you remember Romans 12, 3? Do you remember? Hello? Through the authority given unto me. You remember we read it right now. When Peter is mentioning the same thing, he said that, I said, me, Simon Peter, I'm telling, the, I'm telling you this. As an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, when, whenever they are mentioning this statement of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Peter is saying that the people I'm speaking to, they have obtained like precious faith. That means that the faith I have, they also receive the same. Now, do you understand that? Shout, I hear you. The Greek word translated like precious is isotimos, which simply means something that is of equal value or of equal honor. So, if I receive faith, and the amount of faith I received is measured in gold, and it is 10,000 bars of gold. Peter is saying that you also receive the same amount, 10,000 bars, like precious, isotimos, of the same value or of the same honor. 
That means that everything Peter did with his faith, that thing is available unto us. Are we together? You remember the kind of things Peter did? The Bible said that in the book of Acts, he went to one woman called Dorcas. The woman was dead. Say dead. That's right. He, he raised him from the dead. The woman came back to life. The Bible said that when the shadow of Peter, it will fall upon people. They will be healed of their disease. The same faith at work in Peter, it is at work in global. Now, are we together? Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, I said, shout, I hear you. The difference, hear me carefully. The difference is that, you see, the fact that all of us have the same amount of faith doesn't mean all of us will use the same amount of faith. Is it true? Oh, come on, are we there? Look at this. I wrote down and I said, Let's, let, let, let me try and enlighten you a little before I, I bring this mystery. I'm sure some of you are asking, in the Bible, Jesus Christ will say, especially in Matthew 8, the verse number 10, look at what is happening there. You see, we are quoting scriptures, but we are not reading from a passage. But I hope you are learning something. In Matthew 8, the verse number 10, look at what the Bible says. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them, that followed, that followed. Verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Can you see that? Somebody said, I'm a pastor. When Jesus met the centurion, this is the woman that, this is the man that went to Jesus and said that my daughter is sick. Do you remember? Go and heal him. And Jesus said, I'll come. He said, you don't have to bother and come. Just speak the word. And my daughter will be healed. For I also am, am a man under authority. I say unto this one, go. You remember that scripture? Yes, sir. And Jesus, after saying that, Jesus said that I have not seen such great faith. Man of God, Jesus is saying that somebody has great faith. Why then are you telling us that all of us, the faith we have is the same? Can you see that? Is it not a legitimate question? Shout, I hear you. And in Matthew 8, I think the verse number 20 says, when the disciples were not able to calm the storms, he looked at them and said, ah, oh ye of little faith. Do you remember? Hello. So we see that he's saying that he said that and he said to them, Why are you fearful? Oh, ye of little faith. So Jesus is saying that somebody has little faith, another man has great faith, and you, man of God, you are saying that all of us are faith are the same. Can we go into the way? Can we understand some mystery? Follow me, follow me carefully. I hope you are not sleeping. That's right. Tell yourself this the faith that was available to Peter. Say, that faith is working in me. Say it well. Say, I don't need more faith. I have everything I need. In the name of Jesus. Say, so that no situation can overcome me. I have the faith of God inside me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If it is not working, it is not because you have less. What Jesus was talking about when he said, you have little faith. And you have great faith. He was simply describing the kind of faith on show. When you come here and you come and demonstrate a huge amount of your faith, I will say, ah, this man has great faith. When you come and you demonstrate little, I will say, this man has little faith. He was simply describing what was on show. If, for instance, think about this. If Jesus thought that somebody's faith was big, and another man's was small. Why was he angry when the disciples were not able to do anything about the situation? 
If you think I have little faith, why are you angry with me? Because my faith cannot calm the storm. And yet you expect me to calm the storm. Wait, when the men with great faith come, then you expect said this from them. The reason he couldn't understand why they couldn't come the storms and say, oh, you of little faith, is because they had the potential to do it, but they were not using it. Now, are we together? Come on, are we together? Shout out. That is the only way. Also, for several children exams, now call any failure, now when you are doing it, you are calling it. Next, you say, watch it. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, so the reason why he expected them to calm the storms is because he knew that inside them was their capacity to do. So it's just like having two children. You give them all of them pocket money and they take it to school. All of them are going to buy watchy. People will go and stand behind the watchy and buy watchy. But global will stand behind the same watchy and spend 10 CDs. You can't determine how much in, is in each body's, each, each child's pocket by the amount of food they decide to buy. And I'm a Hello? What you display is not a true indicator of what you have inside. When you see somebody walking and you attack him, hey, say he has decided not to carry his money on his body. So Jesus is saying that the faith is there. There is the faith bank inside your spirit. You can choose to use more or you can choose to use less. Are we together? Shout, I hear you. So when Osofobo comes and when he sees the thing and he's charged, it is not because he has more faith. It's because he has convinced himself that the reality inside him is greater than the reality outside. Are we together? Are we learning something? Shout, I hear you. That's right. But there are many in the body say, ah, oh, Charlie, if I had more faith, I would have dealt with it. It is the devil trying to convince you. The devil is trying to convince you that you need more faith to overcome. No, you don't need any more faith. Paul said that, listen to this scripture, Galatians 2.20, for I have been crucified with Jesus, yet I have been, cruci I have been crucified with Jesus, I no longer live. Look at this, I like the last part. He said that the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. By what? The faith of the Son of God. That means that the faith that was at work in Jesus. Paul is saying that in this new life, that is the faith I will pray by. Can you see the scripture? He said that I, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet uh, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. That is why Jesus said that he that believeth in me, John 14, the things I do, he shall do them. And greater things if we are not operating under the same faith, can you achieve more? Are we together? If Jesus is telling greater things you shall do, that means that everything I have, I've given. That is why Paul said that the life that I, I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Are we learning something? Are we learning something? Shout, I hear you. So you see, Madame Tipu do not need more faith. She doesn't. Oh, yeah. She simply needs to come to a realization of what is at work inside her. So your problem is not a faith problem. It's a knowledge problem. <laughs> are you learning something? Focus. Are you learning something? The problem is not what? A faith problem. It is what? I said that your problem is not a faith problem. It is what? A knowledge problem. We don't know. 
We simply do not know. So Mr. Rubin is if God should give me more faith. If I had the faith, if I had enough faith, I'll be able to overcome this easily. Ah, if only I could also do these things that this man of God, I am sure by now this problem can free me so that I know you don't need more. You have enough. Say more than enough. So it's a knowledge problem. When Paul wrote a letter to Philemon, in, I think in Philemon chapter 1, the verse number says, I, I love the way Paul puts that entire statement. He said that, that the communication of your faith will be made effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that Christ we have in Christ Jesus. Please listen to me. Follow me. Philemon, one, the verse number six. Philemon, I think one six. I hope I'm right. The scripture is, is of her. He said that the communication of your faith. Look at this. That the, Paul is writing to Philemon. Please follow me. Are we together? Hello? Come on, listen to me. Are we together? Paul is writing to Philemon. He's saying that, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So Philemon, listen to me. The reason why your faith is small, I'm praying for you, that the communication of your faith, the things that your faith will bring you, it will become more effective as you continue to acknowledge the things that Christ has already done in you. Do you understand that scripture? Hello? Let's understand the English so that the communication of your faith. Huh? Who you so faith, you know? Eh? Eh? You want to overcome a certain mountain. That as you are trying to overcome it, I want you to understand that the way you overcome it is by acknowledging the many good things that Christ has already done for you. That is how you make your faith effective. You don't need more of it. You simply need to acknowledge. To acknowledge something means that the thing is already there. When we say I have acknowledged it, it means I have seen it. It is there. Paul is saying that the faith is made more effective when we acknowledge the many good things Christ has already done in us. Are we together? So it's a knowledge problem. We have the faith. We are full. We don't need any more. We simply do not know that it is there. The same demon casting ability, the same dead raising ability Peter walked in, it is present in our spirit. We don't need additional faith to realize these things in our lives. Are we together? So the devil is trying to keep you down. You need more faith. If you have more faith, you'll be able to overcome this. You don't need it. Tell somebody you don't need it. Am I preaching a word to somebody? Is somebody learning something? Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, I said, shout, I hear you. That's right. No, so somebody is saying that, man of God, if it is true that I have the same faith as Peter did, as Paul did, as Paul did, as, as any man of faith I know has, why is it that I am experiencing very little breakthroughs? Is the legitimate question. That's right. If this faith is at work in my life and I don't need more, why am I experiencing very little results? Sorry, experiencing, okay. Why am I experiencing? I'm speaking good English. Hello? That's right. Why am I experiencing very little result? It's a legitimate question. Because the same faith is at work in my life. I love the way this thing works. Listen to me carefully. I want you to follow me. <coughs> you see, <coughs> when you have a television, Every day when you switch on the television, 
it works perfectly. It gives you perfect pictures. Please follow me. Listen, listen to me. Are you listening to me? And yes, I made giant message, you know. Or you don't want to learn. That's right. Every day when we switch it on, we get perfect pictures. When you get up one day, you switch the television on, and the whole thing is basai, blurry and black. The first thing you come at, there should be a problem with the antenna or something. Anna, you don't come to the conclusion that it means that it wasn't a TV all along. All this time, I did with Christ, and your TV. Now, your idea is show black things. You'll be mad to come to that conclusion. So, you try to look for the fault and fix it. Are we together? But when believers have something, probably you pray. But you try to pray for another thing, you didn't get it. No, I don't have faith for it. The truth of the matter is that the same faith that brought you the earlier result, that same faith should be able to bring you the new result. So, if the faith is not able to bring you, and it doesn't mean that the faith didn't exist. It existed. It has not gone anywhere. It has not ceased. It has not ceased being a television. It is still a television. It just has developed some faults. Are we together? The faith is there. It has not gone anywhere. It is not functioning to its premium, not because it is small or it is less, but something is hindering it. The TV is not coming, not because it's not a TV or it's not a good TV, but Bibia Koboni So today I want to talk to you. I want you to understand this mystery. And this is the reason why many get it wrong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know that you can have faith and unbelief at the same time? There are many that think that so long as Mr. Rubin has faith, that is it. No, the faith is there. The reason why you come here and expect that God should do, you don't need anything. In fact, you have enough to move every mountain in your life. But a lot of the times, there is something that negates that faith. That is what you call unbelief. They can dwell side by side in your life. You don't need more faith, you need less unbelief. <laughs> Are we learning? Follow me. It is crucial. Mr. Rubin, are we together? You don't need more faith. You need less unbelief. As strong as a horse is, should you tie an entire building to the horse and tell it to move it, it will come to a standstill. It doesn't mean the horse is not strong. Something is hindering its progress. Unbelief. Look at someone say unbelief. The two can dwell side by side. Today, our parents' scripture are not kind because of time. I'm a young kind. When you read Matthew 17, there is an interesting chapter. Can, can you give me some extra five minutes to preach the word? That's right. Let's let's read. Me what ten minutes? But me ten minutes. Me Yeshua say answer. In time, me bear two minutes, and now three minutes, and now five minutes in count. Can I take the two, three, four, five minutes? Are you sure? That's right. Let's let's follow Matthew the chapter number seventeen. Let's read the verse number fifteen. This truth will bless your life. Okay. Now the Bible said that, okay, let's read. A man brought his child to Jesus. He said that, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. Quickly. Quickly. Okay. Now, and I brought him to die disciples and they could not kill him. Calm down. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Jesus to his disciples. 
How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Come down quickly. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Come down. kind the same version from Mark. Okay, please give me some small time. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. Master, why is it that we couldn't cast out this devil? And said, why could not we? Okay, and Jesus said unto them, because of your, because of your, a few chapters earlier, Jesus had given them power over sicknesses and everything. You see, the faith was there. If it wasn't there, they wouldn't have even tried in the first place. The faith was there. But there was something again present that was hindering the faith. That is what? Unbelief. Jesus said that there is something hindering your faith. That thing is called what? Unbelief. For very I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, look, listen to this carefully, remove hands to yonder place and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible to listen to what he said. He, Jesus is saying, listen, when I'm called for cast up, the reason why Jesus is saying that their faith is small. I don't know whether you understand English. He's saying that the reason why you couldn't cast this thing out is because of your unbelief. Simple. For listen to me. Because he reasoned, he reasoned that the people were thinking they need more faith. They needed more faith to cast him out. Cast the devil out. Patriotia said, I know that he knew that that was what they were thinking. So he said that the reason you could not cast that devil out, it is simply because of your unbelief. Look at this. For if you have a faith, so GDNO, if you say to a mountain, it will move. So the reason why you are not able to do this is not because your faith is little, because no matter how little your faith is, mountains will respond. So if the demon didn't come out, it's not because of your faith, it's because something else is hindering your faith. That is unbelief. Do you understand the mystery? Are you sure you follow the mystery? Look at this. If you are understanding this scripture without being colored, so when you read scripture, our lenses are colored. But you can't say the way in plain English. Papa, why can we not cast this thing out? He said that, oh, it is because you have something inside you we call unbelief. The people were thinking, oh, but I thought you had little faith. I said, no. If you had little faith, you fit in a kitty kitty to see up your bumper and cow catch the mountain, say a movie a bed day, a big movie, and she said, Demon, you are so faith in you, sir. Who will be in quadi and can say, Demon, it's me a day. Echo. Into one corner, actually, said there is something else we call unbelief. Are we together? If the demon has not departed, something else is at work in your life. We call it what? Are we together? So, faith we have. But unbelief we also have. So you can have faith like this. If your unbelief level is like this, it will be like you have no faith at all. Because it will negate the work of faith in your life. Am I preaching to somebody? Is somebody learning something? That is why unbelief is a dangerous thing to have. Mark the chapter number 9, the verse number 14. I'm taking a little bit of your time today. Are we learning something? Mark the chapter number 9, the verse number 14. Let's go. Mark chapter 9, the verse number 14. Let's learn something quickly. Are we learning something? Are you sure? How many of us want to get unbelief away from your lives? Oh, I didn't see some hands. Are you sure you want to get unbelief away from your life? That's right. 
Now, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. And the scribes questioning with them. I love this rendition. Come down quickly. The same thing you see, Matthew 17. And I'm marking so record it. Are we together? And straight away, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. And they running to salute him. Come down quickly. Now he asked the scribe, What question? What question ye with them? Come down quickly. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Come down. And who and who and where and wheresoever he taketh him, he teared him, and he foameth, and gnashed with his teeth, and pineth away. And I speak to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Come down. He answered him. And said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. You remember, you see the same scripture. Are you following? Come down quickly. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straight away, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. This is what you call epilepsy. Okay? So when you see an epileptic spirit, and you say, come out, it doesn't come out. It is not because your faith is more. Is because, you see, sometimes when we see things, maybe, maybe God will mess with our continue this message. Hallelujah. That's right. Because if I want to say all the insight by the grace of God I've learned, I'm sure we will not finish. And he asked his father, how long is it, a, is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes, it had cast him into the fire. And into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Look at the answer of Jesus. Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, follow me. Please follow me. This is crucial. He said, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Come down to what? Look, come down. Let's listen to what the guy said. <laughs> and straight away, the father of the child cried out. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. And said, Uh huh. With tears. Can you see that? Lord, I believe. Help thou mine. So when you read the scripture, someone tears you because I tautology. No. The guy said, I have faith. I believe you can do it. But again, I also have unbelief. So Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. It is perfectly possible. For you to have all the faith in this world and also have unbelief attached to your faith. Are we together? Oh, come on, are we together? The Bible said that Jesus asked them, how long has this child been in this condition? You know, there are many seasons eh, when you suffer and you are with a particular condition for a very long time. You, you, in fact, the condition becomes a part of you. Hallelujah. Just think about it. If after the age of birth five, and when you fry, now you are 30. You live your life as a blind man. You plan like a blind man. And I'm a boy. That is why sometimes Jesus said, how long has this condition been within? He wanted, he would tell them that when you go, tell him that the thing has left him. He doesn't have any issue again. Don't go back and let unbelief come inside. Because if you have lived with this condition for a long time, it is very easy for unbelief to set back. To set you back in your feet. Now, are we together? 
Shout, I hear you. I'm sure when the man came to Jesus, he had all the faith in the world. But by the time he saw the disciples were not able to cast out the child, he, his faith decided to shiver. He said, Lord, if you can do anything, God said, I can do it. If only you can believe. Now, the man was honest and said that I believe, but I also have unbelief. Are we together? Yes. Sometimes after being in situations for a very long time, we have all the faith, but the unbelief level is too high. Is it true? We know that we, we know, we know that we know that we know that we know that God can and will do it. But the unbelief level is so high, the faith is rendered ineffective. Are we together? Are you sure? Bishop, are, we, are you with me? My time is out. Are we there? That's right. The faith is here. But the unbelief is also here. So the faith is rendered useless. You have been in this situation for a long time. He asked him. The child will think like an epileptic. The thing has entered their soul. You can see a, a, a girl. Huh? That is why somebody can be disappointed and run mad. It has entered their soul. It has entered. Obi a disappointing after many seasons. He doesn't even trust promises anymore. It has entered their soul. So you can promise him. You pray all the prayer and know that God shall supply all my needs. But whenever a man says, I'm going to bless you, he doesn't believe. Because all these years, people have disappointed him. So the faith is there. Unbelief is also there. And sometimes they call it caution. I'm being cautious. I don't want to trust him. No, that is unbelief. Are we together? So the faith level can be up. But the moment there is unbelief, it negates it. Are we together? So the man of God, Abraham, I love that man. You know, whenever you want to leave Abab, can you give me five minutes? Let me, let me finish this thing up. Let me not go anymore into this one and, and, and round things up. Sorry. Whenever you want to live out of unbelief, you need to stop listening to people. You, listen to me. People are faithless. If you watch television for two hours, what you see is faithless talks. I am telling you, people are not bad people, Mr. Rubin. And you say, Nipa, no. me, I don't believe in those things. The same Nipa, no, it is the same men that bless our lives every day. But men are faithless. Men are odd. Faith, they are not bad people. They are not trying to be bad. They are simply faithless. Listen to me. And it doesn't matter the amount of faith you gather. When you also accumulate unbelief, the faith won't work. There is so much unbelief. The things you hear, they are not being bad. They are simply being men. The Bible said faithless. That is, you see, when the Bible was talking about things that we should have faithless, and you think that, but when, when you meet somebody that is full of unbelief, he will continually speak unbelief. You continually speak unbelief. And yes, I was But that is the way he thinks. Unbelief is the way he thinks. It is time. That is why me, if I'm not watching football, I like football. Like these days, me catch the boy, me dad don't say me jive boy, but listen to me. You won't see me. I don't want faithless things. Me, I, I, yeah. That is why when I'm watching movie, I want the one they fight in Kwan. If they fight and kill themselves, that's all. I won't hear people talking, speaking unnecessary things. Faithless things. Are we together? Shout out here. Everything you do, we don't want unbelief. That's why I don't like drama. The things they will say full of unbelief. Eh? By the time you talk to a doctor and you leave, you think you die tomorrow. 
eat this. And you know that cancer is this. And that is that and that. Unbelief. And you, you plan your life along these lines. I don't know where the church is heading. That's what the Bible says. For we walk by faith. For we walk by faith. Or see this mystery that was hidden from ages and from generations. But is now made manifest among the saints. Unto whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you. The hope. Are we together? Don't allow men to spew unbelief into your life. Every day when they meet you, unbelief. Every day when they, wherever they get you, Abraham, God told him that Abraham, you are going to have a child. You know, don't think somewhere and say Isaac was a miracle baby. He was, Abraham slept with Sarah when Sarah was 90 something years. Abraham himself was 100 and something. He slept with Sarah. It wasn't a miracle. I can prove to you in scripture. The Bible said Abraham went out and said unto the Lord, shall a slave be mine heir? He said that no, somebody out of your own body, somebody out of thy own flesh, so you sleep with your wife at this age. Imagine if he had gone out to discuss with his friend. Master, my, my wife is past menopause. Have you ever heard the woman's menopause being reversed? He said, ah, it's not, you know, this is biology. By the time the specialist will finish talking to Abraham, all the faith is gone. Are we together? By the time the specialist will finish talking to Abraham, he will explain the anatomy and the pathology. And, and by the time he's done, Wolfram will confuse you. Love this thing, you know, this thing happens to body. Say, they are lies. They are lies. If it is not the word of God, I don't believe it. That should be your disposition. If it is not the word of God, I don't believe it. Let them say what they want to say. God said that out of your own body you shall have a son. So, you know, somebody, Abraham, you are wasting, disturbing a 90 something year old woman with sex. Are you not crazy? Wouldn't you say the same thing? If you meet a 100 year old man having sex with a 90 something year old, wouldn't you say this man, economy, this man, they need deliverance? <laughs> are we together? Oh, come on, are we together? And the Bible said of Abraham, I say, and being not weak in faith, considered now his own body not dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. The Bible says he did not stagger in unbelief. Can you see that? He did not what, stagger in what? Unbelief. I love the way the scripture puts it. He said, and when Abraham, I love to say, and being not weak in faith, considered now his own body not dead. When he was 100 years old, King James is one of time. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So you see, unbelief is that which will make you stagger. The faith was already there. But he had he considered the things people would say, he would have staggered at the promise. And be not weak in faith. Be not weak in faith. Consider his own body. Now not dead when he was 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. I love the way the Bible put it. He staggered not. Say he staggered not. At the promise of God through unbelief. Are we learning? Are we learning? Just imagine. People that have told Abraham. Today, let God come to a woman that is 60 or 55. And the prophet of God will say, woman of God, the Lord is telling me you shall give birth. The working class lady will go home, sit behind his laptop, and type, yeah. at what age?
can women give birth? Is it not true? When is the latest a woman can give birth biologically? And by the time the answers come, unbelief will start growing. Can you see that? The faith you built from the preacher negated. Many of you have it. If you have been in this church for three months, you have it. You have faith to bring down Lucifer himself. The difference is the unbelief. Receive grace to come on, I said, receive grace. That is why sometimes you come to church and after you leave, you are so fired up. You don't know where all that faith went. It didn't go anywhere. Unbelief has covered it. The faith didn't go anywhere. Unbelief has what? The faith is there. So when we get rid of the unbelief, you see the faith rising up. I pray for a generation that shall walk in faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible said that and being not weak in faith, Abraham, when he was 100 years old, considered his body now not dead, neither yet the deadness of Sabbath's womb, and staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he gave glory unto God in the name of Jesus. Receive grace to walk in faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, I walk by faith. 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 Men that are full of unbelief, eh, they are the men that listen to people a lot. People are full of unbelief. They will speak things to you. That I was telling you that they said a flu was going to kill. The leading expert in the UK in those days, he was an Irish. He said this flu is going to kill one third of the population. By the time they finished, they said the whole world, it only killed three people. Unbelief. They will tell you things to make you afraid. Don't listen to them. If they tell you your child, I can't a three months, it is not in the word. The Bible says that we shall live and not die. Don't allow the doctors to spew unbelief. Don't allow people to tell you that you will be poor and that the way things are. No, it is unbelief. Let me end it by saying this one. One day, many years ago, I learned a secret. Anytime I'm with somebody and the person speaks unbelief, I curse it in my head. I curse it in my head. Because listen to me, words have power. They are like seeds. When they get sown in your heart, they don't grow like the normal plant. They grow quickly. If you allow the word to settle after one hour, to try to get it out, it will take 10 years of prayer. Are we there? So the moment they speak the unbelief, in that instant, in the name of Jesus, that is not the word. Then you speak the opposite word. Are we together? That's right. One day I was talking to a certain guy. He said, He's trying to gain my approval. I rejected the word. The Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. I will not allow any unbelief to settle. You see, that is how unbelief is. It will settle gradually. It's just innocuous. Something you don't even think. But it settles in your heart. Getting it out, it will take you years. Sometimes. So quickly, you disallow them. Quickly, you curse them. In the name of Jesus, lay the foundation of the word. If the word does not declare this so, it is not true. My reality is different. Is somebody blessed by the word? I didn't hear you. Is somebody blessed by the word? After today, no unbelief in our lives. Take a practical step 
practical approach to it. And you realize that you have so much faith, you just didn't know. Your faith is waiting to be unleashed. Tell, tell yourself, my faith is waiting to be unleashed. Say today, I refuse unbelief in my life. Say, I refuse unbelief in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you are going through, if it is not the will of God, it will not stand. That is why they said, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. If it is not the will of God, it is not permitted to stand. Job said that for he disappointed the devices of the crafty so that their hands will not perform their enterprise. They can chant and sing and dance and cry. My life is secured in the Lord. Don't allow anybody to put unbelief in your life. Not your mother, not your father. Not your mother, not your father. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. <laughs> so run. Tell somebody run. run. Tell another man run. run. Put those wonderful hands together for the Lord Jesus. And I know you are blessed. Spirit man will run to school with no unbelief in his life. So the difference between the faith of Abraham and the faith of spirit is that spirit has more unbelief. Abraham has less. Look at a man that can decide to go and kill his child without informing his wife. Hello? Also, not one can't Because they will start speaking unbelief. And no matter how strong your faith is, if unbelief enter, the faith will come down. Sarah, let me take by the time I come, my child will be dead. That is Abraham's strategy. I won't listen to anybody. Tell somebody, this time I won't listen to anybody. God bless you. I hope you are blessed this morning. Are you sure you are blessed? Oh, come on, are you sure you are blessed? 